Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor and welcome to The Friday Show. It's a show that's talking about Manchester City playing football again and it's been far too long. On today's part, we're looking back on a surprisingly competitive friendly in Houston and ahead to Bayern, Mane, Saune and all this, this Saturday. We'll also be staking our claims for a forthcoming season that promises the world. To discuss all this and more, I'm joined by a Friday favourite in Harry and a man who just told me off air that he expected Club America to be a bit dirty. That's just typical of the Mexican teams. It's Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> oh, I dared myself to say that in the intro. <laughs> I told you that in confidence. <laughs> of course he said no such thing. Uh, are, you, are you well and good, Howard? Yeah, well, I, I have speculated that maybe the spicy food... That is part of their cuisine. <laughs> you can't say that. Hey, you can't say that. Well, I'm a, I absolutely love their food. <laughs> it's, it's fiery food. Isn't oh. it? it gets you gets you in the mood. I don't know. Oh, this has immediately took a very bad turn. <laughs> I can't say that Mexican food, one of the oldest cuisines on the planet. I should add. Mm. Oh, backtracking now. <laughs> can make you yeah. feisty. Is that uh, is that out of order, sir? Uh, well, no, no, maybe not. No, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Harry, have you got anything semi-racist to say? <laughs> uh, yeah, no comment without my liar present. So, <laughs> are you well a good one? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. But I, I would like to say before it, without upsetting, you know, the the main road rumble noisy lot. America do it so bizarre in terms of organising right. games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because City had it organised this game right as half one for weeks, and then throughout the day it was changing from two to half one, two to half one. Then it didn't even kick off at two; it kicked off at quarter past because they had a massive light show. And now, but apparently that's the, the I've been told that's the usual over in America. If they say it's kicking off at this time, come half hour later. Can you imagine that at the Etihad? If you can, I, I saw that on Twitter. An American was saying, "I'll just let you know it'll be two o'clock because that's how we do it over here." It's like. That doesn't even make sense. Didn't That's how you do it. Didn't have yeah. Diana Ross taking a penalty, did they? <laughs> <laughs> One of them electric cars bringing the match ball. Linkin Park doing a, a set at half yeah. time or something. As long as Diana Ross didn't do the national anthem, because if you heard her at Glastonbury, oh, oh my, oh my well. word, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but imagine imagine having a music set at half time in an FA Cup final. <laughs> Everyone would just leave, wouldn't they? Suddenly, I'm going to the pub. Hey, I, I remember Baker Street against QPR in the first game for Sky. Yeah. That was that went down well. <laughs> uh, anyway, we get, we've get, got distracted straight away. Let's return to the Club America game. <laughs> um, Harry, you're the only one of the three of us who saw the game in full. Uh, me and Howard yeah. have seen the highlights. So I'm thinking a good kind of strategy would be if me and Howard kind of lent on you today to get... Some of the details, which, you know, came through in the highlights, and I'm sure how it's the same as me, where we've read up on it all and seen the forums and on social media. But still, um, we didn't see the full 90. So, an obvious place to start. Uh, Harry, what did you make of the lineup? Uh, there was no Haaland, so I was tempted to go to bed from that. But, uh, <laughs> right, yeah. City yeah. are in a really weird spot with team selection, because unlike you know, the likes of United and Chelsea... City have only got two pre-season games and then, you know, the whole debate about the Community Shield. So they've basically got three games to prepare themselves for West Ham away. So it was never going to be these youth 11s that you've been seeing from other Premier League teams because basically they have to get the likes of De Bruyne, Amarez, everyone else back up to speed uh, for the season. 
Mm. Um, so I, I, I would say I wasn't surprised with the lineup and the strength of it. I was surprised there wasn't as many subs at half time than there was. I think a lot of people were expecting like an entirely new 11 at half time. But Pep seemed to stick with a lot of people uh, and then bring them off sort of towards the end. So obviously he just wanted to build fitness uh, in his first team stars. And I assume that will be the same against Bayern Munich on, on Saturday or Sunday morning. Yeah, I'm just looking now. It was three three subs, was it, at half time? Yeah, that, that is surprising. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and one of which was Calvin Phillips playing centre back. Is that correct? <laughs> that was absolutely Literally. correct. It's so bizarre. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I should say there is no debate about the Community Shield. By the way, it's a title. It's a final. It's meaningful. See, I moved on because I didn't want to do this because I've heard you have this discussion before. <laughs> no, it isn't. Howard, so um, what did you make of? Um, the performance of Ortega in goal. I mean, I've heard some really encouraging things about his distribution, which obviously doesn't really come through in the highlights. Um, but what I did see of him, he looked very good. Um, yeah. And obviously, I've seen that kind of a package of his saves over the years in the Bundesliga. It's looking encouraging, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't know how often he'll play, obviously, but mm. it's, it's weird that Zach Stefan, obviously on loan at Middlesbrough, came with a reputation. And for a lot of City fans, just by having one bad half against Liverpool, it's like his reputation is tarnished. And but in all the time, obviously, with our, yeah, our American friends can tell us a lot about Stefan. In all the time he's been at City, I still didn't see him enough to build a complete picture of him. And that might be the issue with Ortega, but his distribution looked good. He's obviously come with a reputation of being an excellent shot uh, shot stopper. Yeah, uh, the goal itself not a mistake or anything he, you know, he sticks a leg and it kind of goes clips off the inside of his leg uh, but you know compared to Edison he's probably better at the basics basically of goalkeeping <laughs> uh, but he's never really going to be on Edison's level distribution wise but if he's just good at distribution then that's a huge asset to have in our you know number two goalkeeper because you never yeah. know when you'll need him to play for long period of time so yeah I mean it's it's, it's gone under the radar and it didn't really get much coverage so you know, picking up a number two goalkeeper which I think it was a free transfer was it yeah but it's pedig- I know he's not played for the biggest teams but his pedigree is pretty good you know they've got they've got a top level goalkeeper there so yeah it's a nice little move for City though I'm glad Stefan's on loan uh, I think he needs football anyway Stefan so I don't know what will happen with him, but unless that, that, that's it goes horribly wrong, he's kind of blocked his path back to the club, hasn't it? So, yeah. yeah, I've got to say, what I've seen of Stefan, and you're right, we haven't formed the full picture of him, we haven't been able to, but what I have seen of him, his distribution always looked ropey to me. I, I did not trust him in that regard, one iota. Um, but yeah, maybe I'm just saying that in hindsight now. I, yeah, I didn't, know if, didn't know if he was nervous in the FA Cup so found that all yeah. his distribution was at that level. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if you're nervous, you don't basically just dally on the on the ball. When you're on your own goal line, well, really. you see yeah. the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You tend to do the opposite and just hoof it, but uh, yeah. there you go. Um another performance that stood out, um and I can't pronounce his name, Mbete. Was it Mbete? Yeah. I, I would say that, yeah. Mbete and the front of Mbete um, seemed to be very encouraging kind of um, noises around you know the kind of display um, someone I think I saw in a forum someone said they looked a bit clumsy in possession um, 
but all round he, he looked quite kind of reliable and solid. So Harry, what did you make of his performance? Yeah, again, just stress with everything. It's hard to judge on ninety minutes of preseason. Yeah, but there was obviously a few few lapses in concentration. I mean, for the goal, he just hasn't stepped up in time with Ake, so it kind of left Ake a bit isolated with with the guy who ended up scoring. Um, but he was the he was the captain of the EDS side, so he's normally commanding a back line. So this is a completely new role for him to sort of step in and be commanded himself. Good point. Um, yeah. yeah. But but there was there was the big big faith big faith in him to play alongside. Maybe he's benefited from. I mean, Diaz was ill, and obviously the port hasn't travelled uh, as hasn't Stone. So there'll, there'll be good opportunities for him on this tour. And I always say with these youth players, you don't hand out long term contracts for nothing. They obviously see something in him. He's a big physical presence. Um, I wouldn't say he was clumsy on the ball. He was, I think he was pretty tidy, to be honest, uh, mm. with his passing. Obviously, he wasn't put under immense amounts of pressure, but you know, alongside a completely new backline, I thought he looked quite steady and uh, as good as a, really a youth player can come in and do alongside 10 other pretty much internationals. Um, so, yeah, a few positives, a few negatives, but a really good outing for him. I think he completed the full 90 minutes as well, which will do him the world of good. We saw him in the yes. Carabao Cup last season, but he was alongside 50% of his EDS teammates, so that was the first time we've really seen him exposed in a, a first-team environment. And, yeah, there was... I'd like to say yes, certainly encouraging signs from him. I seem to get the impression that City do really rate this lad and that he does mm. genuinely have a future at the club. Um, we've seen others kind of come and go, kind of you know highly rated young centre-backs come through the academy and not really make the grade. Howard, can he kind of break that mould? Could he, you know, let's say, let's start with this season, can he gain some significant minutes this season maybe? No, I don't think so, no. Like, and yes, like he Carab- can break the mould to become a first-teamer, but right. going into first-team games in the next few months now. Okay. I, don't, I just don't think that's how Pep operates, that that he would be fast-tracked that much. I mean, if you just looked at how eased in Phil Foden was, who we knew was going to make the first team, then I don't yeah. think... I mean, we could have a you know catastrophic defensive crisis that requires him to play, but now I just don't see that at all. Maybe... Yeah, if they rate him, he's got the deal and he progresses well. He's someone who could be breaking in the beginning of the twenty three twenty four season. So what, so what would be his pathway then for this season? What what would constitute that's, kind of progress this that's season? That's a dilemma, isn't it? Yeah, I I think it, I don't know. Maybe just in my head, it's easy to play an attacking player, bring on than a defensive player. Mm. And would he bring on a central defender if we're 3-0 up in a game with 20 minutes to go just to give him experience? I'm not sure that's Pep's way, is it? It's not, he doesn't make substitutions unless there's a reason for it. He doesn't really put players on just to get a bit of experience. So it's not an easy one to to say. I mean, I always have the opinion there's plenty of league games where, you know, I'm not carrying a player like him, but I don't think it's that risky to play Bournemouth at home with him in the side surrounded by 10 you know of our established top class players but I I just can't see that happening uh, Diaz is back in training uh, illness obviously the port won't be starting the season uh, but Ake's staying uh, he's not going to get past any of them unless they're unavailable for selections so mm. I don't know just the Carabao Cup <laughs> you know just isn't really a route into the first team it's it's up to it's up to Pep to trust him to put him into a bigger game in the Carabao Cup, I think. But I just don't think in say the first half of the season it would happen. Maybe in the second half of the season. 
he could follow I don't know a Palmer path and just get some time here and there and I'm happy to him to come on as a sub and get some experience but I'm just not convinced that's what Pep does a lot of the time yeah. okay I mean we'll, we'll, we'll kind of return to the um, discussion about the kids uh, imminently when we kind of get onto the buying game and, and the lack of friendlies this this summer as well mm. um, but yeah I think yeah, maybe five subs this year might make a slight difference um, but yeah, it's hard yeah, to I judge know. yeah it's hard to judge yeah. youth defenders, right? Compared to like you did with Phil and with McAtee and Palmer when they've showed a bit of flair on the ball, you're like, oh, right, these can mix it with these lot. But what do you judge a central defender on? You know, I thought he yeah. fit in quite nicely alongside fellow professionals. So I think he's, you know, very much capable of stepping in, like you said, at Bournemouth at home where you're not really going to be tested and playing that game. But Pep has that confidence in him to do that is, is another question. I, yeah, I think if you're chucking a young attacking talent in, then basically, you know, it's all about letting him make his mistakes and, you know, kind of learning the ropes and all those cliches. Whereas you're chucking a young defender in, it's all about the avoidance of mistakes. So if you play, let's say you play 200 minutes this season in, in you know, City first team and you don't make a boo-boo, then that's a major plus. And it's, it's a lot of pressure on, the, on a young defender, I think, in that regard. And to just basically not make a mistake. Um, okay, let's turn our attentions to Julian Alvarez. Um, oh Harry? What? That <laughs> 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 was impeccable. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I'll people, someone from South America will get in touch later on, on Twitter and say I, I did it perfectly. Well, um, Man City Brazil slagged me off on Twitter last week. Though. Why? Saying goodbye, Jesus, in such an appalling manner in Portuguese. So. Can you remember oh. how you said it? I said it really slowly. I don't know why. I did it on purpose. <laughs> I went, Adeus, Jesus. I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what came over me to suddenly like, uh. just slow down into slow motion. But as I said, I've never in my life said a word of Portuguese. I've Spanish, I have, but not Portuguese. So. Well, okay. Let's I had to apologise uh... for that. So, yeah, we're offending. The entire American <laughs> continent, really, aren't we, on this one? Let's work our way down yeah. to Peru and Chile next. <laughs> Fuck Peru. <laughs> right, okay, let's get back to J- Jules Alvarez. Um, Harry, what did you make of his performance? Yeah, you can't not be excited by him. Um, funnily enough, I was sort of saying it as the game was going on. It was nice to hear Pep say it after the game. He's very... Jesus like in terms of the way he presses he's very insistent um, high energy constantly hassling defenders um, but he also makes very intelligent runs and I think De Bruyne benefited a lot from just having yeah. the ability to try balls in behind if they didn't come off they didn't come off but he's certainly got the speed to get onto them ball plus incredible coming in linking up play deeper in the field you know sometimes Sergio would do that when he didn't see the ball for a long period of time he'd come drop deep, receive the ball and play a nice one-two. There was a couple of occasions where Alvarez would do that, would drop deep, play a nice one-two and move it on. Um, and I think he, he he's just a presence, right? He's, he's just a presence with his with his pressing. So, yeah, very impressive uh, first 70 minutes from him, definitely. Very excited. Very, very excited about this lad. Um, it was a, there's a touch of unknown still about him as regards to if it's going to be this season or next season. At some point, this lad is going to explode and he's going to be a superstar. And no one outside of the City fan base is talking about him. It's so weird, isn't it? But yeah, great. We've just got our own little secret here. Um, imagine De Bruyne there. He looked sharp. Well, he looked a touch rusty at first, but that's understandable. But um, he looked sharp overall. 
Um, Howard, how much of a difference will it make to City to have him fit and firing right from the get-go this season? Yeah. Oh, just a quick note on Alvarez. That cross for uh, for Grealish that may or may not yes, have yeah. perhaps should have been a penalty was absolutely... Yeah. Any other fan base would be memeing that to death on Twitter. Uh, I've not seen a, a replay of that, by the way. Was well, it a penalty? Even watching it on the TV, I, don't, I didn't see... Well, yeah. For him to know that he was there, they, it's just amazing. It absolutely... It was a welded, precise cross. It was like, <laughs> yeah, no, he had to hit it really hard just to get it over there. It was absolutely <laughs> superb, but yeah. But what, was it, it a penalty, Howard, by the way? I don't know. I can't, you don't get like Sky Sports level yeah, yeah, yeah. plays where yeah, you can get yeah. a slow, you know, see it from a different angle. So it looked like it was, but I don't know. He was um, certainly furious, wasn't he, Jack? So. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. So it usually tells you a lot. So uh, yeah, the point body was broken at the beginning of our season basically I think Pep mm. said it he said it I think it took him months to get in to the season and to feel physically fit and we all saw what happened when he did so I mean even in pre-season it's <laughs> he's just well in the you know he's just placed him into the top corner from 25 yards it's if he replicates last season when he was fit this season's you know even under a month's injury is yeah, just nothing too serious. Then he'll be the Premier League's best player. I don't, <laughs> yeah. unless Harvey yeah. really does take off. He's the the level he was at at the end of last season was just I think as good as we've ever seen Kevin De Bruyne. So mm. if he can stay fit, yeah, absolutely immense, basically. And he may because of Haaland being there and the attention he'll get. He may clean up basically on chances himself. He could be very dangerous as a golfer, I think. Yeah. Not just as an assister. Because mm. people may take their attention <laughs> off him, so because of the other players around him. So yeah, just uh oh, just yeah. Cole Palmer, Kevin De Bruyne, Harlan, just <laughs> just pray they generally stay fit, basically. Yes. Yeah. And more. I yeah. I genuinely can't remember being so excited about our season and, and a lot of that is down to the personnel um, this term and who we've got and, and you forget names don't you people like Mores. Mores, you just I've, I've kind of forgotten about this summer I mean he could have a, a, a storming season you know with Harlan so um, okay this question I've reserved for you um, Harry because you know I just dread to think what Howard would say about this uh, did the physicality <laughs> <come about? laughs> spicy food isn't it? <laughs> it is it's all that mole sauce. <laughs> Did the um, physicality of Club America surprise you, given that this was a friendly? Um, I don't know. I mean, it made it a better game. Um, but I, I think that's what having Jack Grealish in your team does. I found myself just giggling that he just started on someone 20 minutes into the game, sort of set the tone for the rest of it. But they were, they was getting to a point where it's like, right, we might need to take Jack off here because there was one tackle, I think it was early in the second half, where the lad just went straight through the back of Grealish. Mm. Pro- proper off the ball, Grealish should flip the ball on. And it was like, you know, if he's not careful here, you know, he's, he's going to get really badly injured. Um, but yeah, I think that's what, I think that's just Grealish. I don't think it was there was much physicality with the, the rest of the players. I think they just targeted him from the off. Uh, yeah. Whether that was from prior knowledge of Jack or whether Jack had said something in the game or it's from that incident with, with Ochoa right at the start. I, I've no idea, but he certainly made it a better game uh, because I was falling asleep in the second half, I must admit. Did, did that, um, I don't blame you the time, God. Um, 
did that explain the booing? Is that what the booing was all about? On yeah, so, so oh, I, I'm trying to remember who. So it was when Alvarez played the nice one-two with De Bruyne, I think it was, and then he tried to slip through Grealish and it, he took a bad touch but then got the second touch and it looked like he was going to skip past the defender and the defender sort of shoved him over, which could have been a penalty, but shoved him into Ochoa. So Ochoa is kicked off with Grealish and... God knows what they were saying, Mexican and, and Birmingham together. I mean, that was <laughs> an, an interesting intellectual conversation between the pair of them. Uh, and I, I, it stemmed from there. It, the camera sort of panned away and then we just saw players sprinting over to him. So they, they just kicked off. And yeah, that, that's when the booing started from there. But you can see he loves it. He was smiling every time he got the ball and it yeah, sort of motivated yeah. him. And I don't know if we were going to come on to speak about him, but I, I was pretty impressed with Grealish and the way he played. thought he carried the ball really, really well. He looked sharp. Uh, he looked to take players on. He was forming a nice little link up with Bernardo Silva on that side as well. Um, I, I think there was certainly encouraging signs from him too that he's come back fresh. He's come back, you know, wanting to prove a point. And I think his performance went under the radar, to be honest. Wonderful, good to hear. I mean, I heard that the Mexican defender said his face wasn't symmetrical, <laughs> and uh, he took great offence <laughs> at that. Um, okay, I want kind of each of you to answer this. I'll start with you, Howard, and this can be about anything you like concerning uh, the other night's game. So. What what's your kind of main takeaways from from it? What what do you? I mean, it can be on a player or on overall points, but when, when you kind of sit back and think about that game, and um, what's a, kind of a positives to take from it? Uh, no one get injured, so <laughs> right, yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Because it was feisty. They played Chelsea, didn't they, last week? And. It was very feisty as well, that game. Well, well here's, here's a totally random thing. Um, I just wanted to chuck this in somewhere. Uh, I went to a city evening, like a, you know, like a do, um, and there was a raffle, and I won one of the prizes, and, it was a sh- and you could pick any of the prizes, so it was a shirt, so I just picked it, and it was Club America. I've never heard of Club America before, and it was signed by all their squad. So uh, it was too small for me, so this was about three, three years ago, pre-pandemic, so I've just had it in my wardrobe this whole time and I flogged it on eBay um, a few yeah. weeks ago for about oh, 20 quid, 25 quid. But it, it, for all I know, it could be worth loads more. I mean, it, they're fairly big, I think, aren't they, in Mexico? Um, oh. And then also in City played them the other night. I was like, damn it. But yeah, I but flogged yeah, it for too I mean, Well, <laughs> apparently the turf is laid on concrete as well, according to... I think it was Andrew oh, that said that on Twitter. But basically... Um, what? basically in, in, in Houston... Oh, I don't know, he might have just been The joking. pitch was dreadful. The pitch was, right. pitch was dreadful. dreadful. Yeah. You've got a competitive side as uh, Team America. <laughs> I, can't, I keep thinking about Team America all the time. Uh, Club America <laughs> are allowed to be. Uh, yeah, you just don't want... I basically took my laptop to bed because like, if I know something's happening, like a general election, I, kind of my body wakes me up and I woke up in the middle of the night and thought, oh, I've woken up. Looked at the clock, it was 10 to 4. It was five minutes to go. And I just looked on Twitter and went, right, no one seems to be injured, that's fine. Uh, and went back to sleep again. And that's the main thing, really. It's about match fitness. Alvarez yeah. looked, yeah, lively. Greenish looked lively. I obviously would have loved to have seen Harland, and I hope we do on some Saturday stroke Sunday. Yeah. Ultimately, mm. you're just getting some match fitness into players and you don't want anything... It's not about good things happening, it's about don't want anything bad happening, and that's what we got, really. So, oh, yeah. if Kevin De Bruyne's hitting him into the top corner, all the best. <laughs> yes, that helps too, yeah. Mm. I'm mean, talking about um, injuries. Did anyone see the thing on Twitter with Harland, the American senator? Oh, the, yeah, everyone thought oh, it was. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, for, for anyone who's not aware of it, basically there was an American senator called Harland who did his cruise ship, was it? Or his fibula Oh, or the Washington Post, yeah. That's a what? Oh, wow. What a thing to wake up to that was. <laughs> <laughs> Shit myself. Um, Harry, what was your main takeaway from, from watching the whole game? Yeah, I mean, Howard, Howard covered it well before, but just one name, Kevin De Bruyne. He looks scary, scary fresh. Um, <laughs> and, and he just looks in some sort of form. So I'm so excited for, for what he can do this season with what he's got in front of him and the protection he's now got behind him. I just think as much as he has played that free role before, you know, with De Bruyne, uh, not De Bruyne, Bernardo was like the link man, obviously Rodri is the sitter. I just think he had so much freedom yesterday. Maybe it was the opposition, but he had so much freedom. And like you say, he's just as capable of smashing one into the top corner from the edge of the box as he is slipping in a beautiful pass to one of our attackers. So Ooh. I'm just so excited for what he can do this season. Brilliant. Oh, nice positive way to end on that kind of section of the pod. And now we look forward to the Bayern game. Um, well, it's only fair for his students to answer this because it's such a big topic. Um, how are you looking forward to Haaland featuring? Do you expect him to feature? Yeah, well, he said he was, didn't he? So, yeah. Uh, 90 minutes, obviously, no. So he'll have a start and come off at half-time or start the second half. I think 45 minutes is probably what we'll see. I don't know. Will, will Pat play him at right back? <laughs> Central defence alongside... <laughs> Calvin Phillips, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> yes. uh, obviously, yes. And it starts at midnight in the UK. Might just be able to make this one. So I think so. I'm going to give it a go. Especially if you're starting when the team sheets come out at 11 or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think I want to do the same. Obviously, I want to try and stay up for this one. Um Harry, are you, will you be watching? Are you looking forward to seeing yeah. Haaland for, for, for at least a half? Yeah, if I can get City Plus working. I mean, that was an absolute shambles overnight. Yes, I heard. No one could get it yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. But yeah. no, yeah, obviously very excited. I think everyone's really excited. Um, he seems to have integrated himself well into the team. If you saw his speech yesterday, uh, mm. there's a nice little bromance forming with Grealish and Haaland, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if that's got like a... A night out disaster written all over it. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I, I agree with everything you have said. He probably will only play forty-five. They seem to be very, very careful about his fitness and where he's at. So they won't just want to throw him in and give him 90, 70, 70, 90 minutes. So I assume he'll play forty-five minutes there, probably another seventy at the Community Shield, and have him completely ready to start the game against against West Ham. Well. What I'm looking forward to is seeing the likes of Palmer, Wilson S. Brand, um, and Bette again, hopefully, um, feature against you know a better team than Club America. Um, Howard, it's going to be a really interesting test for the kids. This is now. I know it's a friendly, but it's Bayern. Yeah, it's uh, it is Bayern, so <laughs> it does make it an interesting match. So yeah, I mean, again, you said the second half. Was a, a non-event a bit against you know on on Thursday. If there's tons and tons of substitutions, then you still have to step back and go, yeah, it's Bayern. But come on, you can't really tell anything f- from this match. But mm. in a, a way, sometimes the first halves are the more interesting because you get the rhythm before you start taking players off. But again, the more subs you you get, all starved of football, aren't we? So you know, I'm excited to see any of the players on the pitch. So. <laughs> The more substance has its advantage as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd, 
I'd love to see a bit of Cole Palmer personally, uh, especially because of his injury problems last season. Uh, so that'd be nice. And yeah, it's always good. you just don't see enough, yeah, you know, of the young players unless you're watching youth football. And I do watch them sometimes, but it's it's just not the same watching youth football. You want to see them in the first team to really see what they're made of. Mm. And that's the best thing about pre-season football is you do get to see youth players and you know, see what they're about. Uh, you may not see them again. That's the problem. But we always see, you know, how would Bellis feature did two years ago in pre-season did well and we thought, you know, this this could be it. And then you don't see yeah. them again. So, but I think I think things have changed a bit. So, yeah, it'll be it's it's a big match for a friendly let's put it that way the result doesn't matter you're more it's more about watching individuals and enjoying watching them I think yeah it's certainly a big match for people like Wilson S. Brand and, mm. and Bete for example because if they put in a good solid performance then you know Pep will note that he will think okay they are at standard now where they can match you know an opposing number who plays for Bayern Munich and you know if you're then going into a season and you're playing say a Bournemouth then, you know, that, that's going to flit across his mind. It has to. Um, and yet you said there, Howard, that friendlies are all about, pre-season friendlies are all about watching the kids and seeing how they're developing. Harry, is two friendlies enough? I, I mean, it just feels like we're, we're at least one friendly short going into this season, or, or is, yeah. am I being too pessimistic there? No, I think you've got. I think you forget we've got three friendlies with the Community Shield. So, um, oh, oh, <laughs> joking, joking. No, no, no. Well, no. Four friendlies no. with the Barcelona match. It's the Barcelona match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, uh, I've completely lost my train of thought now. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's been a feature of Pep's tenure, right? That he, he's liked to give him another week off over the summer rather than bring him in as early as other teams have. Mm. Uh, so I, I don't think it's anything different I think it was a bit of a worry last season just because of how disrupted it was with Covid obviously we had a few of the friendly games postponed because of it whereas now we've got the full squad together you know we, it's not like last year where we had dribs and drabs of players coming back after the World Cup they've all come back together they've all enjoyed a, a two week training period together away and then they'll have a couple of weeks before the season starts when they come back um, so I'm not as concerned as I was last season Um whether Pepsi's two friendlies as enough to build match fitness is a question for Pep because um, I have no idea but I think that's why you've been seeing the likes of Walker playing pretty much 70-80 minutes because he thinks that he needs that to get ready for, for the season uh, and, and probably the fact that we've only had two friendlies would, would be the reason behind that Well last yeah. year didn't we have two cancelled through to COVID? We did, yeah, so we yeah. ended up so playing this, two, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this season it's deliberate, so you must assume Pep's happy with it, so... Yeah, and of course like there's going to be games it. behind the scenes, you know, there's going to yeah, be yeah, kind yeah. of training ground games going on in terms of fitness, if you're talking about purely fitness, but you're, you're looking at sharpness, aren't you, in a, in a competitive fixture, which does make a difference. Um, okay, here is a section I have been looking forward to. Right, so... One game in, basically. 90 minutes of football. Uh, one more to go before the Community Shield. Let's say, though, that there's the Champions League final coming up in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and everyone's fit. Uh, the whole squad is fit. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll start with you, Howard, on this. What would you guess would be Pep's lineup for a Champions League final in two weeks from now? What, at this moment in time... Before players have kind of, you know, gone into six weeks of the season, either impressed or kind of disappointed, what would you say is our strongest eleven at this point? 
I was hoping I could sort out the centre backs because Laporte's injured, you see. So yeah, I know we're all fit and firing. And because I, I really, I'm happy to see any two of the three. I find it very difficult to pick. But concentrating on what, what do you think Pep would go with? Like, right. you know, if he was at Champions League final, Edison, uh, Walker, yeah. Cancelo. Uh huh. Harry, by the way, you you the same there? I'm assuming. That. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. So okay. Laporte, Laporte Diaz. Laporte Diaz, okay. Uh, Stones for me. Stones Diaz. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Oh, that that's my per- well, if we're going with what Pep thinks, I think I think Howard's right, but yeah. I, okay. I just I prefer Stones, so I mean okay. Laporte's season I think it's hugely undervalued last season. Yeah, of so. course. Yeah. Uh Rodri. Uh Howard. Uh, sorry, how how are you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Uh yeah. Kevin Deboy Bernardo in front. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. then I go Foden, Mahrez, Harland. Yeah, I think that's spot on. Really? You, you're yeah. very quick well, to agree to that. Because because I, I said this because someone asked me what do you think he'll go with with West Ham and I think he'll go with that exact team barring obviously Laporte's availability. I think he'll just mm. go with tried and tested that know his methods to get us off to a good start to a season plus Harland. I, I mm. just can't see him throwing loads of Phillips and Alvarez in just because they they're not hundred percent ingrained in the methods. He'll want to get off to a good start, mm. um, and I just think all oh, them lads know what it is. They know how to play under Pep, so I, yeah. I think that'd be the perfect team, really. I mean, I can, I can I see Rodri and Phillips playing together in the future, definitely not yeah. one or the other. Uh, that might, you know, a change of tactics. We just don't know, do we? Is he going to have? If we get Cucurella and have more advanced fullbacks, you know, you can see changes of shape. But yeah, if you talk about a, a game next week and what team to pick I think yeah you have to look backwards not forwards well I'm afraid you've both fallen into my trap because I I specifically said on two occasions it's a Champions League final so you overlook the fact that Pep has played Cole Palmer at left back (laughs) yeah and Edison as a yeah yeah Yeah. see I've been told that Phillips played centre back for Leeds for a little bit he did. Mm. He did, yeah, yeah. Uh, which yeah. is he's scaring the fucking life out of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit. We don't want to go down those roads again, do we? So. No. We're, we're a good few months away before we need to start worrying about that. <laughs> um, but he'd uh, probably still do that over, like, yeah, and Bete or something like that. He would probably put a Calvin Phillips. Oh, yeah. Oh, he always has experience. Yeah, to go back to our will. earlier discussion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. One player he won't pick, of course, is uh, Zinchenko, um, who's off. I know. Um, I, this this one kind of got me, to be fair. Raheem Sterling, I could see the logic in him going. I could see the logic in Zinchenko going. It's, it's best for the player. But this, kind of, this was an emotional tug on me, this. Um, mm. Harry, how did you feel about it? I think Zinchenko himself, in his heart of hearts, didn't desperately want to leave. Yeah. I think he just sees the situation as it is. Obviously, we've we've seen all the reports about Kukurella and, and what's happening with that. You know, if he was to come in, you know, Zinchenko's position in that team, he'd be playing. I mean, I think he started twelve Premier League games last season, um, which you know is is nothing compared to some of the you know the, the likes of what Cancelo was doing and etc. And I think that's what he wants to be. Um, I saw this coming from you know his his performances with Ukraine because he just feels like he was in this moment where he was just performing so 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 well that he was going to be on some top clubs radar and if mm. they can promise him the, the amount of game time that I assume Arteta has promised him it's very hard to turn down when you've seen who City are 
you know, are looking to bring in and have options available at the moment. It's a really, really sad one because obviously he has the connection with the fans. Uh, he has obviously on record multiple occasions been allowed to leave and, and stayed and, and fought for his place. Uh, and he's just one of them players who, I, I hate saying this, but he's one of the players who gets the supporters. You know, yeah. he, he understands, you know, and, and you've seen him in multiple away ends as well when he's, when he's been injured. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough one to take. He's obviously a really lovely lad. He's been through the, the absolute year from hell and he's still... You know, maintained a, an excellent level of performance, and funnily enough, his his best one was his last one, which is pretty fitting, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, Howard, from a footballing perspective, I mean, purely from his output with City, um, do you think he's underrated, or or is he yeah. one of those players who's always said to be underrated when really he's not? It, it's I think we were discussing it on the All Things City podcast on the player. Yes, was mm. it yesterday or Wednesday? I forget what day it is most of the time. And afterwards, I was dwelling on it. I'm wondering if I'd got it all right. To be honest, I, what I, I can't work out is like if you went like hypothetical situation. If you went to Sinchenko tomorrow, Pep did and went right. You're our first team left. Your first choice left back now for the next season. You'll get forty games plus. Mm. Would he still want to go? So, <laughs> I is he now? Is it just minutes he needs to leave for? Is it or is it playing in midfield? If it's playing in midfield, he, he does have to leave. I think it's best for him to leave because that's my, my big regret about him is that we didn't get to see more of him midfield because he's highly technical, he's an intelligent player. You know, you know, he'll put in the hard yards as well. He's professional. He takes on the manager's instructions. And I do think his mistakes are... Someone like Cancelo... We just think because he's such a flamboyant, exciting player and obviously deserves, you know, all the praise he got, we kind of ignore when he makes mistakes and then we pick on them for Sinchenko because oh he's not really a left back. But yeah, then we need, yeah. Cancelo's not really a left back either. So I do feel there is a tinge of regret there that we didn't really appreciate that he was he was a good left back, and if it, yeah, you can pick out mistakes and bad games. We well, can for every player, but my bigger regret is we were just, I guess, we're so stacked in midfield that we didn't get to see him in his natural environment. Because I think he would walk into the midfields of most teams in the Premier League uh, or across Europe, and I think there was a role for him at City in some games. But of course, the competition was just so immense that we never got to see that. So, the footballing reasons, he's not going to get loads of games in City's midfield. It is for the best, but obviously sentiment-wise, sentiment it's it's galling for him and us as Blues to see him go. So, mm. And I think Arsenal fans, I mean, they're, they're bigging him up anyway, but I don't think they truly realise, yeah, they've got a cracking little player there. So, Yeah, that kind of reminds me of Zabba going to West Ham in that regard, where their fans are like, oh yeah, this is a really good sign and we're really happy and you go no no you don't quite understand you're <laughs> going to love this lad <laughs> um, sadly we won't be seeing Zinchenko in the red and black away kit um, which looked absolutely amazing the other night I love it I adore it it's it's, it's actually in my all time top five city kit already um, and it actually oh, wow. may be the first city kit I'm going to buy for Four, five years, I think, because I'm not really a replica shirt wearing, you know, but I, I think I'm, I'm going to. Um, Harry, first of all, what do you think of the kit itself? And mm -hmm. the second question is, did you see the video put out by City Puma this week 
um, where it's got the Mancunian. Talk about how it's inspired by AC Milan. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm surprised by that. I mean, I wish it wasn't diagonal. Yeah. That is my only bugbear with it. It just, I think he's nice. I mean, on the scale, I, I think the home kit's nicer. On the, on the scale out of the home kit's one of my favourites. I love the home so kit. I think it's some, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, what I like about this year's kits is that it's 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 all got the same theme. It's all paying back to City's heritage yeah. in, in quite a sort of timely occasion. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's nice. It looked really nice on players, but I, I, I used to say with kits, Sergio Aguero made anything look nice. So there's <laughs> members of the squad that make any kit look nice to me. Um, so, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's nice. And, yeah, I did see the, the video. It's very cool. The City media team know what they're doing. Um, and, of course, they, they were champions of Italy, so it works too. That's not the reception he got on Twitter. I hate, I, I hated it. I have to say, I, I, I don't be themed at me. I'm too old. I'm too cynical, and I'm too much of a grump. But I hated, it. I hated at the end where you've basically said we have uh, club colours here that are inspired by you, AC Milan, and then at the end to say it's all right though. We'll take it from here. They won the bloody Serie A last last year. <laughs> have a bit of respect. I mean, that's just so. Uh, anyway, it was the Mike Caxton that was doing it for you. No, I mean, it was super Mac, wasn't it? That's what great. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, the, the bit where he says about, yeah, the, uh, what is it, after the sunshine, after thunder is, is, is whatever it is, the Oasis lyric was like, oh, God. Yeah. Their Puma too, it. by the way, AC Milan. Hmm? Yes. Yeah. Their Puma, that's, that's why they've done it, haven't they? They've done it as yeah. a little collaboration. I just thought it was so disrespectful to Milan, though, to kind of, you know, say, I oh, will take it from here. Yeah. They, they won the league last year. Here's the issue with City. They can't win in a way. Not, yeah. I, I agree with you, Steve. They're just generally about the video. Mm. It revolved around a fact, an absolute fact. So I think Malcolm Alex, Malcolm Allison was inspired by their kit and used yeah. it in 68, didn't it? 69 or whatever. At mm. which point they'd won one Champions League, I think in 62-63, European Cup. I think they would win it for second time, 68-69. But there's no... There's, there's no argument there or mocking to be done. That's the fact. That's what the video revolves around. But immediately, just for that fact, it's like everyone on Twitter got kind of comparing themselves to AC Milan. How embarrassing. It's like, that's not what the video said. No. But yeah. it overdid it. I agree with you. Like the, the man, yeah, super, like super manked up. And then, yeah, yeah, we'll take you from here was a bit stupid. And the city media though, is generally brilliant. They will. Take a misstep every now and then, and that's subjective, of course. But How much of that was Puma, out, though? I mean, it looked good. The, the the level of the media stuff they put out is absolutely sensational, ninety nine percent of the time. But just, sorry, Howard, but wasn't it Puma would have an input into it, surely? Well, yeah, you don't know. What do you mean? But it's um, of the making of that video. I would have thought that you know that would be. I mean, I, I would have said it was entirely the city media team behind it, but I might be wrong there. I just no, I just mean the editing skills and the camera work and the stuff and yeah. everything City put out when Harland came out. You know, staggered over a few days. It's it's yeah. really really high quality. But it is. It is. They won't care probably on what Twitter says because they could just say, "Oh, look, it's raining," and someone will have a go at them. So, <laughs> you know, you can't win. But it was absolutely savaged on Twitter, and it's like. Because people yeah. will just look into it however they want. And especially United fans who are just, you know, desperate to find something. You know, they'll pick it, every little thing like yeah. we used to with them. So it, it's a tough line. You know, it, I think it overdid it a bit. But it, it just yeah. shows the fact is that the kit was inspired by AC Milan. And there's, 
what's your problem, rival fans, with stating that? You know, it, it's weird. And uh, if, you, if you want to learn more, Gary James has put some articles out there about that. Oh, he? Good. Yeah, uh, Good. which are worth a read as well, you know, if you want to know the story behind the kit, so... I mean, it's not as if we're inspired by Brecon City, you know what I mean? It's like, AC Milan is... An, <laughs> That's Man United, isn't it? <laughs> it happens a lot, as Gary said, it happens a lot. Juventus, Notts County, uh, lots of teams used other teams' kits as inspiration for yeah. second kits. It, it's quite everyone, a regular thing, so... Everyone yeah. just takes Twitter and Shocker too seriously. Everyone just needs to, to chill sometimes. They do some great stuff. I mean, that do- let's talk about that documentary. That documentary looks mm. really good. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. behind-the-scenes stuff that City provide for us, I think, is, is excellent. So I, I'm not going to pull them on a video that was a bit icky, to be completely honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit shameless, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Surprised you didn't say him. Yeah, I'm not saying Yetta had his, like, the, the Garden of Eden or something. It's like pure <laughs> shameless introduction, that video, so... With the yeah. accent and stuff, but yeah, they do. They give us when it works. <laughs> when City Plus works, uh, there's some really good stuff on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's kind of end on kind of a general um, theme, really. Um, Harry, what are you most looking forward to concerning City this season? And again, it can be kind of anything. What's in Haaland or kind of winning the league again? What, what, what's really kind of um, exciting you with, with just just over a week to go now? Yeah, I think pretty similar to everyone else. I'm just excited to see how the team works in general. It, as much as it has just sort of been free out, free in for him virtually, it, it, you know, it feels like a complete and utter shake-up of the team and one that I certainly wasn't expecting. Uh, I don't know if, if you feel the same way. I wasn't expecting as many changes as there no, is. No, so I'm, no I'm excited to see how... You know, Pep lines up with this team like like how I said before. If if Phillips could play in as a two with with Rodri sort of like a Yaya Fernandinho double pivot, um, where, where Haaland fits in, where Alvarez fits in, how many minutes Palmer's going to bet? There's so many there's so many avenues you can explore with the season um, and how Pep can line up. Uh, I just I'm excited to see how he does. To be honest, mm. Howard, what what's kind of really kind of exciting you with with a week to go? Well, yeah, the change. It feels like a new team, in a way. Mm. Uh, up front, anyway. Uh, bit of trepidation, of course. My arse is still twitching big time over Bernardo Silva. So <laughs> yeah, same I here. love the transfer window. To I love it to slap £50 million down for Cucurello and then have the transfer window shut the day after, yeah. uh, personally. Yeah, just a bit of unknown, isn't it? Because you're not going into the season with like the same team plus one signing. It's it's been a summer I didn't see coming. Uh, I think a bit unnerved because we got the good business done early. You know, a lot of it with if Harland had cut, it would be more positive in a way about the transfer business if Harland had dragged into the summer and we'd sorted it last week. Uh, but because it was done early, it's like we now had lots of time to fret about players leaving instead. I, I, it's exciting to have this refresh. Uh, might have to be patient with signings and a team because, of course, you're working under Pep. Any new signings at any club often take time to settle. And I don't, yeah, we may not just explode into the season, and we haven't in the previous two seasons either. Uh, it didn't do us any harm in the long term, but we may have to show a bit of patience. I just have this have to like step back from expecting Harlan just to hit it into the top corner 
or bottom <laughs> corner every time he touches the ball, which isn't going to happen, of course. He may be anonymous in games, he'll miss good chances. He's not some robot, he's a human being. And I just need to be a bit more tempered with my excitement and uh, just enjoy the ride a bit more for next season, I think. So. Yeah, good shot. Um, what about predictions for City? Um, Harry, where do you think we'll finish in the league? How do you think we'll fare in the Cups? Yeah, he's, the, the league's obviously based on what other teams do. I, I'm I'm pretty intrigued to see how, how Liverpool bounce back from, from last season, you know, over the quad and then losing the two biggest ones, you know, in the fashion that they did. Uh, they've obviously recruited a few names. Their strikers seem to get off to a decent start the other night. Um, I'm excited. And obviously... See, I've seen a lot of chatter about Spurs and, and Spurs' yeah. recruitment, and obviously on the face of it, it looks good. I'm, it's a bit like Arsenal. I'm so hesitant to throw Spurs into any sort of shout because I just know what Spurs are. Uh, but, you know, it's hard to, to argue with their recruitment. But again, City will be up there. It, it, obviously, it's hard to argue against that. Um, the Obviously, Pep's hoping that these signings have sort of maintained that hunger to, to go on and win again. You know, we've seen... Uh, on multiple occasions when City have, have won titles that they've sort of dropped off the, the, the season after. Uh, Pep says that that's because just the players aren't hungry enough to go again. So with this refresh, hopefully they'll be hungry to go again. And yeah, the Cups, I want to see us get back the Carabao because we went out of that with a whimper last season and that was very disappointing. Um, and yeah, just... And also, one bugbear of mine it always has been, and maybe because I went to Wembley for it, don't go to the... Yeah. FA Cup semi-final if you're not going to play a decent team yeah, yeah I mean if, yeah. if you've got to sacrifice a cup later on play the kids in the third round and risk going out yeah. don't get all the way there and then throw it away in the semi-final that's one of the hopes that I want from this season but yeah we'll be up there for everything as usual I believe the kids these days say church to that yep preach brother I hear you um, oh god <laughs> I'm so, so sorry for today. I don't know what's it's going to be. disaster class for you today. <laughs> I have not slept a wink, mate. <laughs> the baby's had me up all night. Um, Howard, what about yourself? Are they, I mean, we can assume it's going to be a duopoly again with Liverpool, can't we, in the league? Mm, you just, well, you don't know with Chelsea, do you? I mean, they're just a crazy club. They'll, yeah, they'll have the uh, caretaker manager win the Champions League, they'll sack him. They'll, have a, they'll be sixth one season. They'll win the league the next. They're buy. they recruit. They need to buy loads and loads and loads and loads of players. Can't mm. see the defense all coming. Even if their recruitment is of top class defenders, they've got to put it all together under Tuchel. There's a lot of upheaval there. So, but you can't. <laughs> you can't predict what Chelsea would do. They're just like, I don't know what where Tuchel's at either. He wins the Champions League. Then he has a disappointing season. Which Tuchel do we see now? Do we see his master plan where he gets the players he wants? Or will they struggle again? United will be more competent, I think. Uh, Spurs will be better, but I can't <laughs> see them challenging for the title. Uh, so, yes, it's probably uh, two teams going for it. City should win the league. Uh, they should go to the latter stages, minimum of the Champions League. As for the Carabao, it's placed very badly because one of the rounds is literally days after the World Cup ends. Yes. So, yeah. who knows how managers are going to approach that. I think yeah. we're going to see the weakest teams of all across the board for managers for that competition. But City can do that and still go all the way, you know, because they've got that depth, they've got the youth talent. So, 
As the FA Cup, I agree with Harry. It's like we have this weird relationship with the FA Cup. We really, really focus a lot of our worst performances onto semi-finals of the FA Cup. And I just wonder if the desire, its priority to manage it and play, just isn't there. And if I will defend Pep, it's not as if he like he always starts the season going. If we get to the semi-finals, I'm going to throw it. It's always a circumstance of where it falls because yeah. we're already because we're still in Champions League and going for a league and we haven't got it wrapped up perhaps that he then has to make that decision of going with weaker teams but that's unfortunate for you know for fans who go all the way down to Wembley for semi-final and see a team and manager who don't see that as a priority so it is frustrating and annoying and probably shouldn't complain if we don't sell out our allocation next year when we get to the semi-final because mm-hmm. at the back of our minds we'll probably be expecting a similar performance and I have such a lifelong love of the FA Cup it does rankle with me but I understand that it isn't top priority and it is what it is I guess and yeah, we go on to win the league just I guess you forget FA Cup semi-finals but I would want us as always to just compete for all trophies so who knows where it will lead us uh, I think I hope we start the league season well uh, obviously yeah. with that tough game that's two I say two seasons ago we won at Wolves but it was a bit ropey because we kind of ran out of energy we had no pre-season then either ran out of energy after an hour then we had the 5-2 at home to Leicester the one all at Leeds we're lucky to get a point so my first hope is just Let's start the season strongly and not having to play catch up during the season. Yes. As with the World Cup in the middle as well. I mean, it's I'm so excited about that because it's so utterly wrong. It's like I'm quite, <laughs> yeah. I'm quite excited about the, stu- come down to the that stupidity of yeah. it. It's so off the yeah. scale that yeah. I can't wait in a way to see the carnage that ensues. So it's yeah. going to be a very exciting, interesting, and more unknowns into this season than any I think for many many years so yeah what about you yourself I'm completely with you regarding the World Cup I've come round to that way of thinking I was just aghast um, you know from last year onwards and at the timing of it and the way it's been put in and and of the corruption behind it and just everything it seems so ridiculous to have kind of a World Cup in guitar in over the winter but now, yeah, it's so ridiculous. I've come to embrace it now, and I'm really looking forward to it. Particularly now that Wales have qualified. So, yeah, it's 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 the full package for me. You've got this really interesting season with City and this really interesting World Cup smack bang in the middle of it. So um, I can't wait now. Can I ask you the most tedious of questions? I hate these. What would you choose ones? But I'm going for it anyway. Oh, oh, oh. Wales. What, whatever it is you're going to say, of course it's Wales. No, I don't think they can win the Champions League. So. <laughs> Go on, no, it's, what about it, it's about City, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> can they? Anything is possible with Gareth Bale. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be you know, a Champions League for City or a World Cup for now Wales. Now you've playing gigs, anything is possible. Yeah. Exactly, I can, be, I can be patriotic again. Uh, if you get to choose... Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I hate these. <laughs> league or to, Champions League? If you get to pick the League or the Champions League, what do you think? What would you prefer? Um, I'll, I'll throw it over to Harry, but very quickly, Champions oh, League great. just to shut just to yeah. shut everyone up to purely one hundred percent to shut everyone up the Champions League. Harry, 
No, Premier League for me still. Sorry, it would be for me in my heart. I, I just, have to tell you. I, I just yeah. think there's, there's, there's a few teams that could be really strong this season, and to win it would be five out of six, would just be completely ludicrous. So yeah, definitely <laughs> the league for me. I mean, you just can't replicate that Villa match or the QPR match, but I'm with Steve that we we need to win the Champions League once, just for just to yeah. You know, just to, uh, another not, tedious conversation is ticked off. Yeah, it's like. Is Raheem Sterling that good? Is is Zinchenko really yeah. left back? How good really is Gabriel Jesus? Is he a striker? So all <laughs> yeah. those conversations are gone now. Let's get rid of the the Champions League one. Let's yeah. not have Bournemouth fans singing about the Champions League uh, when we play them. Like, oh, <laughs> Forrester already lining it up, don't worry. Oh, oh God, Forrester! Terrible. I love Forrester, but it's going to be unfair. yeah, it's going to be horrible. I love the club. The like, thing yeah. inflatable Champions Leagues. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, oh. honestly, it's going to be incessant, isn't it? So. What a no, down point to end the pod on that was. No, no. <laughs> I've just got to say, I forgot one of my biggest hopes, and I think it's the biggest hope of every Manchester City fan, is that Pep Guardiola signs an extension yeah. at some point yeah. this season. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, we can't have this as his last year. He's got to go for another couple more. Um, yeah. Time has defeated us, chaps, but uh, I really enjoyed that, and we covered a lot of ground, and I hope everyone enjoyed listening in. Um, Harry, thank you very much for joining us today, mate. Yeah, banging mate, nice one. Howard, cheers, man. Yeah, uh, really enjoyed that. Thanks That's a wrap for today, folks. Um, we're off to pretend on social media that we've always really been into women's football. In the meantime, take care, everyone, and be well. And forever up, the back with a bang, Blues.